and you should drop your mic and I'll be the boss of this podcast. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast episode four. I'm Zach. I'm here with Kieran, Jordan, and Edward for Hello. the very first time. How you going, boys? Hey, good. Yeah, I'm going good as well. That's really good to hear. I'm doing swell. Excellent, excellent. Edward, you're uh, the newbie. You can uh, kick things off with what you've been playing recently. I have actually been playing Divinity Original Sin 2, which I've been meaning to play for a long time. Because I've been told that it's one of the best RPGs ever, and so far it's pretty good. Did Jordan tell you that? No. Oh, I think he was one of many. It is a very good RPG. Have you uh, played that, Kieran? I, I've i been meaning to also, but I haven't got around to it. And I probably will never get around to it, because it's a big it's game. game. It's two-play, mate. You can, uh, you can join it's me. It's four-player. Uh, Don't you dare yeah, but... reject me on air like Zach did to you. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't deserve that treatment. <laughs> um, Jordan, you still playing Zelda? Uh, yeah, I'm playing another Zelda now. Actually, I'm playing Twilight Princess while the still playing one. Minecraft and playing Dauntless. That's a fair uh, spin. A lot fair... of plates there, mate. Yeah, yeah. What I do? How's uh, how's Zelda? Is it still as good as you hoped? Yes. Oh, no, I hope I remember. Sorry. So I. Uh, Zelda Twilight Princess has a very special place in my heart. It's my very first 3D Zelda. And I'm loving it as much as I did when I first played it. Very lovely. That was your first 3D Zelda? What about yeah. all the N64 ones? I didn't grow up with N64. Oh, that's right. You're a wee baby. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I'm with I'm with Jordan on this one, and I'm old enough to know better. You are. <laughs> I've played no Zelda games. How does that make you feel? Get out. Okay. <laughs> Unsurprised. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Visit us on uh, wellplayed.com. Yeah, no, I just never, uh, I guess, a bit like Jordan, I just didn't grow up with um, the 64. I had the uh, the Mega Drive. Actually, no, I had the PlayStation, sorry, but before the, with the SNES and the um, Nintendo, I just, yeah, I had the Mega Drive, so I never played <clears throat> any of the um, mm. the Mario games. Oh, sorry, not Mario, Zelda. I'm clearly off my head at the moment still. Um, yeah. Well, then it's a perfect opportunity to go back and play them. Look, I'm probably not going to ha- gonna do that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Kieran, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm still still thrashing some Team Sonic Racing. And I, um, oh, I'm so jealous. I made the effort to go back and finish up Rage 2 and Platinum it, so that's out of my life now. You just, you need dirty Platinums. I can't even get time to go back and play <laughs> or just play a game, let alone go back and Platinum it. You're going to make a... Uh... You're going to make old mate Josh Risk jealous. I'm not going to get anywhere near his brother's Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very nice, very nice. Um, since you asked, which you didn't, uh, I've been playing actually not much. I played a little bit of Days Gone, finished that review, booted that out the door. Shout out to Sony. Game for of the year? Or... Code. Uh, sorry? Game of the year? Yes, yes, de- definitely. Why well, don't I believe you? Um... Is it game named Days Gone of the Year? Yes, it's it's Sony AAA exclusives of the year. Yeah, big call, I know. Silence. Yeah. 
Uh, no, it was all right. Uh, it got a bit repetitive, and but I'm still having a bit of fun with it. I haven't actually finished it yet, so oops. Um, but no, I think I'm just play. getting exhausted on like the the whole open world. Are you uh, you playing around. it? No, not Days Gone, but I've played all right. basically <clears throat> the same game. That, like that's, a because, times. that's because most games get open world wrong. Pretty much. Um, I'm still having fun with it though, but I do think that it's yeah, it's not a not a uh, the best game that Sony has put out. But like I said in the review, it's it's good to see Sony bend back developing games. Hopefully, they'll do a new siphon filter next. Yeah, that'd be dope. So our first topic of discussion tonight is gonna be. Dauntless, which you three have all been playing. Um, firstly, tell me what it is, because I don't know what it is, apart from Lockie Robertson. Shout out to Lockie Robertson for uh, messaging me all, all about Dauntless. Well, and Jordan. The, the, the easiest way to describe Dauntless is Discount Monster Hunter. Uh, it tries to capture that whole gameplay loop-centric vibe that Monster Hunter has, Um while trying to have its own spin on it. And it, to some extent, it succeeds with its own spin. And then in other uh, in other facets of the game, it misses the mark very, very poorly. Um, I've been playing it for a little bit. I think I'm like level 15 or something now. Um, and yeah, it's not to say that the game isn't enjoyable. It's just a lot of the things that... Uh, almost like quality of life things that Monster Hunter has, which is weird to say because, you know, Monster Hunter didn't understand what quality of life meant until World. Um, yeah, a lot of the, you know, nice things that Monster Hunter does just aren't in there and it kind of makes it feel a bit flat. So, the you know, the combat just feels a lot flatter than Monster Hunter. The monsters don't recoil and react as well as the Monster Hunter uh, ones do. Um, I will admit though that uh, some of the uh, design and mechanics around the different monsters in Dauntless seems a bit more interesting than Monster Hunter. Um, like for instance, there's like this ice monster that you fight where uh, you can't uh, hit him when he has an ice shell up. You have to destroy these little minions that he summons and then they give you the ability to get through it. Stuff like that's really fun because, you know, it keeps you on your toes. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's a whole... A mess of little things that add up to a big picture that just doesn't feel as good. It's still a good game. It's uh, I'd say the best target for it was for people that want to play Monster Hunter, but at a much more casual rate. It's a lot more forgiving and it's a lot easier to understand than Monster Hunter. It's also free to play. There's that too, and, is and it's crossplay. <clears throat> it's a bonus, and it's also a curse. Yeah. So we because. So no, if it's free to play, is there like microtransactions and stuff? Oh like that? yes, there are. <laughs> the game reminds you of that yeah. every time you log in, and it annoys the shit out of me. I log in, and it goes, "Hey, spend like what is it, like thirty-five dollars on the elite battle pass?" And I'm like, "I don't give a shit about that. I just want to play the game. Why can't it be like Warframe? Yeah, pretty where much. The most it does to remind <laughs> me that microtransactions exist are give me discounts on those microtransactions." So how many have you bought, Jordan? 50. Okay, I thought so. That was the exact number that I thought you'd buy. 50 transactions. So you know me too well. I do. Um, but it's fun, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it, it's fun. Um, 
it's I think it's a game that'll be enjoyed more by people who uh, aren't used to Monster Hunter because there are little things like uh, you know grinding towards that gear that you want in Monster Hunter is super gratifying because you know uh, there are you know some items that you have a chance to get after getting specific breaks on enemies in Monster Hunter and that just doesn't happen in Dauntless. The closest you get to it are the upgrade materials, which are still fairly common because they're not inherent to singular enemies. The, the upgrade materials are more or less inherent to every enemy of that elemental type. So it falls flat in that regard because it's just you don't have that wonder of having to target this one monster to get something. You kind of can just do anything and upgrade everything. Is it, um, who is it made by? Uh, it's made by an independent. Uh, an indie studio called Phoenix Labs. Uh, they've been developing developing it for quite a little bit. I actually played it when it was an alpha or beta about a year ago. Um, and I mean, it, to their credit, they've done a lot of work on it and is in a much better state than what it was when I first tried it. Um, obviously, they've had help from Epic because they're using the Unreal Engine 4. Uh, and Epic are, you know, cool dudes and they help people that are using the engine. And obviously, given that it's on the Epic platform, they got access to crossplay, which is nice. But from what I'm hearing, it's a bit hard to actually coordinate proper crossplay because the party system's a bit of a mess. But I'll need to test that out a bit more. Nice. And you guys are also playing it, Ed, uh, Edward and Kieran. What do you think? Kinda. My ex- my entire experience with it so far has been that I uh, played through the tutorial and got to sort of the hub world and saw all the different types of microtransactions and currencies and premium passes and stuff. And I just closed it and deleted it and <laughs> probably won't play it again. I, uh, I, it was just, I played it with Jordan for a bit, uh, a few nights ago and it was fun. Like I never really got the whole gameplay loop of the monster hunter games. My friends in Scotland were like mad about it, but I think Dauntless was good in a, a casual kind of way, which, you know, kind of yeah. makes me a bit sick to say, but it's that kind I of, really, no, I, <laughs> I really wanted Dauntless to be like a, my first monster yeah. hunter because then I could get into it. Yeah. And I think I'd not have to like, yeah, it's that role-based kind of, um, multiplayer that I really think that games are really struggling with at the moment because they're trying to make things equal for everybody. Something like, you know, destiny or the division and stuff. Although you have those kind of specific classes, um, Monster Hunter has a really good way of having those kind of streams where you can have specific people doing specific roles. I think from what I've seen on the YouTube videos and stuff. Oh, I spe- uh, and I think yeah, that is something that is they really drive home with that Final Fantasy crossover they have. Yeah, and I think that Dauntless kind of um, scratches that itch a little bit. Like you know, you've got your your gunners or your uh, your DPS or your tanks and stuff like that. And it does that in a way that's more accessible than having to spend hundreds of hours grinding up your hunter rank and stuff. So it, it was kind of fun. I think it's probably not something that I'm going to dedicate a lot of time to, but it was, you know, if Jordan says, Hey, do you want to jump on Dauntless for an hour or two? Then I'd, I'd do it because it was fun. Hey, do you want to jump on Dauntless for an hour or two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Nice. Um, I actually forgot the question. Oh, yeah, so there's guns and stuff in there, is there? Uh, yeah, yeah, so there are right. a small handful of weapons. Uh, you know, it's unfair to compare it to Monster Hunter in that regard because, you know, Capcom have had ages to add and refine things. Um, are there guns but... in Monster Hunter? 
Like, is uh, that a dumb question? Yes, you have the heavy bow gun and the light bow gun. Right. Um, but yeah, so they have these like dual pistol things, which are very, very reminiscent of Reaper from uh, Overwatch. And uh, yeah, in fact, watching people use those, I just, it made me want to play Overwatch, to be perfectly honest. The animations are almost <laughs> identical. Um, sure, you, you didn't want to play Paladins or something like that? I want to play Battleborn, man. Get old Randy Pitchford on my side. <laughs> um, i got to be honest, I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch the last few days as well. Oh, man, Overwatch is so good. Does Paladins even exist anymore? Yeah, Paladins still exists. Okay. Um, oh, but, yeah, sorry. so outside of the guns, they got like another, I think like five or six weapons. You have like a sword, a spear, uh, a hammer or axe thing. Uh, I think you have like dual blades or something i haven't tried it all out i'm mainly just a sword dude you know i just want to whack things and be happy with it don't we all no yes (laughs) actually honey washer yes most definitely (laughs) um we might move on but another game that came we'll we'll just have a a quick chat about some a couple reviews that came out today um tuesday the 28th um blood and truth i'm not sure if any i think kieran you might have played it at a convention or something like that from memory i think i might have nah what a great contribution no i have i have like little tiny bits yeah not not enough to have formed an opinion but i'm I'm pretty keen to get stuck into it isn't it basically like a from that london heist it's like a continuation yeah so it's like a yeah it's like a full-fledged version of of what that was basically yeah it came out today and uh our vr lover and expert joshua ricks uh who gets his brother to do all these platinums he reviewed it for us um and i'll just quickly read his little uh synopsis here but he says that blood and truth brings a triple a quality shooter to ps vr with high presentation values blockbuster set pieces and fast paced action he gave it a nine out of ten i think just going down wow. just to double check yeah nine out of ten um which i yeah. think is probably apart from moss is probably the highest vr score we've given i think no not moss no uh, Astropod, sorry ghost giant oh ghost giant too yeah, that was a recent. Was that nine as well? I think it was an. It was either an eight point five mm. or a nine. Do you think that the memory VR games usually get scored higher, or I guess a bit more leniently than regular games? Um, I don't know. Um, it's it's tough because like if a VR game doesn't work, it doesn't yeah. work. Like if if it if it's not on point it's just like it not a lot of fun at all yeah well, i think the only vr game that i've reviewed was the american dream oh, yeah. which was a lot of fun but it was um i think i ended up giving it like a seven because it kind of it overstayed its welcome a little bit towards the end i think i did when i had the vr unit i did um robinson the journey i think it's called oh, the, yeah, yeah. Um, um and that well i thought it was pretty cool it made me feel quite a bit sick, like it. Um, so I think I scored it. I think I gave it like a six or something, because uh, apparently, like the yeah. motion, yeah, comfort, yeah, like that, it was making quite a few people sick. But just to go back to Blood and Truth, there was just a, sort of what um, I can't remember who said it, but a website. 
I don't remember the name of them. I should have written that down, but they scored Blood and Truth 2.9 out of 10. Wow. Uh, wow. They're like the only one that has uh, scored a low score. I think it's on like 80 on Metacritic or something. So it's... Uh, yeah, most of, the, most of the scores have been pretty yeah, high. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's good to see that that platform is not uh, dying out and that they're still giving it some good games well into its... I mean, from what I've seen of it, it looks like you're playing a Guy Ritchie film, which sounds amazing. It's pretty much what Josh's review was. Yeah, that's what he said, yeah. Yeah, nice. (laughs) Like, a couple of times. But yeah, no, it's like the VR community is going nuts over it as well. And there's like, there's that, and uh, we had Everybody's Golf last week, and there's Trova Saves the Universe in a few days. There's a new Five Nights at Freddy's VR game that came out today, so PSVR's going... Great and then isn't it there's rumors that Sony's developing the the haptic gloves and stuff? There's a there's a new patent rumor about the new PSVR like almost every week, but the glove thing's cool. cool. I would like to what see even, that happen. Yeah, I, I I scroll past the post. What are what are the gloves? I just thought they were like gloves, like you know you go golfing, you wear gloves. No, they're just like a like, I guess like a motion and and haptic feedback controller so yeah so like the sensors that you would normally like have one on to your one move controllers yeah i think they're they're built into the gloves okay. and then you you get like the vibration feedback like you would holding a controller and stuff nice yeah it'd be interesting to see what sony does there because they've said that they're not releasing a new vr day and date with the ps5 they'll just continue supporting the existing model for now you'd think but interesting to see what they do after that you think one would come out uh well, you know, within a couple of years after PS5. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, the, the technology around VR is kind of moving in leaps and bounds anyway. So it'd be unsurprising if they did release something a few years after the PS5 to sort of leverage yeah. that processing power. Uh, any of you guys going to pick up Blood and Truth? Yeah, I'll probably. I think I'll grab it tomorrow. It's out tomorrow. Oh, it tomorrow, so is it? Sorry, I thought it was sure. today. Yeah. I'll borrow Kieran's coffee. <laughs> I mean, I'll pick it up, but I don't have a PSVR, so it'll be it'll be a bit of a waste. Come to my house, we'll play it. Oh yeah, you know, it's a five minute walk. Isn't we it? had this last week. <laughs> Stop inviting people to <laughs> yeah. play. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So the other game which comes out tomorrow uh, on Wednesday the 29th is a little indie uh, story game called I think it's Dragon is the name of it. Uh, it's by Red Thread Games, which did uh, Dreamfall chapters i don't know if any of you guys have oh, I know, I know played that yeah it's a good series i it's one of those games that i was like yeah i'm gonna pick this up when it's on sale no never did and then i forgot it even existed until uh this game but yeah uh just to give you a quick uh recap of what it is um if you played a game like sort of firewatch or vanishing of ethan carter it, it's very much like that it's only short it took me three and a half hours to finish it um and the gameplay is very uh you know it's very simple um you don't really sort of do anything like you kind of do in um you know in those games as well uh so you know you'll uh basically you're a recluse uh named edward harden and you go to this um (laughs) (laughs) go to this like not to be confused with our Edward Soft. <laughs> um, I'm also a recluse. Um, yeah, so you go to this uh, Norwegian coastal town uh, village called Gravik uh, with Edward's uh, ward. 
uh, Lissy, and you're there to try and find Edward's missing sister, who, uh, according to a letter that uh, Edward received, she is a- around this vicinity. Um, and yeah, basically you go through the the village and um, there's no one actually in the village, uh, which is, is if you've seen any of the trailers, that's that's made known to you. And yeah, you're, I guess the experience is just uh, watching Edward's sort of mental state unfold it, it is probably the simplest way of putting it um, while trying to find his sister and yeah, and the voice acting and the writing is fantastic as you would expect in a, in a game like that because they don't really have to focus on sort of anything else too much. Um, and the visuals are great as well. Um, so, yeah, if you do like those sorts of interactive stories or walking simulators, then this is definitely one that you should check out. Um, yeah, our review will go live a bit later tonight, but it'll be embargo will obviously have gone by the time this episode comes out. I know that Kieran will definitely enjoy it. Ed, as we discussed pre-show, not so sure, given that you haven't well, sampled any of the other flavors. <laughs> I do. I have played a few walking <laughs> ah. simulators. Like, I played Gone Home and okay. um, Tacoma and stuff like oh, that, yeah. so I'm a fan. And Jordan, I don't know if... Does Jordan play those games? Mm-mm. No, not my type. No. I don't <laughs> yeah. think they're bad, it's just they're not for me. Yeah, I mean... You should play it just because the main guy's name is Edward. True. You know what? You've convinced me. I'm going to think about playing it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they've done a great job with the... Like, the soundtrack is fantastic. I was telling Karen last night that there were times where I was just... Um, just, like, the environmental sounds of the wind and that I was... When I was playing it on Saturday night, um, I was kind of falling asleep just because I was just sort of resting for, you know, a couple minutes and I could just hear the wind and stuff. Uh, it was, yeah, like, everything is just really, really well done. It's It's very tight tight uh, story experience so if you yeah like those kind of games definitely check it out it's on windows it at the moment and it is coming to consoles uh, pc and xbox later in the year if um if everyone's gone in the town is it told through like uh text-based stuff like you find kind of so, diaries and yeah journeys? so you gotta you investigate i guess you know there's a handful of areas that you can go and you investigate those areas and you find letters that have been left behind and without going into too much detail um there's another uh i guess sub story that you discover and uncover as as you go on so basically you find out what's happened to the town and that sort of thing um and why yeah and it's you know it's actually quite dark um, you know, it's not a not a joyful game, really. Um, mm. But yeah, so you'll yeah you'll just you'll interact with you know, you know pages of diaries and photos and things like that. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away because it's you know it's, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's very simple, and you can easily just go oh hey this is what you, yeah. But I uh, know definitely check it out. I know that Kieran will. Uh, we'll move on to some other discussions so what i wanted to do this week is i wanted to talk about five games that are coming this year or are scheduled to come this year that we're all sort of keen for um one by one we'll sort of go from five down to our most uh, anticipated of the year but the reason why i wanted to do it this week 
is because I'm curious to find out after E3 if there's anything that is announced or given dates that maybe didn't have a 2019 date that maybe um, might push into that into that list. We'll um, read out some a couple of community responses as well to that. So who wants to start with their fifth game that they're keen for? I mean, you can you can give a brief um, explanation of why if you would like. Are we going to go like we each do our five and then no, each no, do no. our four? Or are we going to go four? No, so yeah. just do one by one. So we'll go like in yeah. a circle. Uh, the reason why is just because if people have multiple games, we can sort of, yeah, you know, because you don't want someone to have the same five games as you. And then, true. Um, like, I know, I know that Ed's basically copied and pasted my list. So, <laughs> well, in that case, why don't I go first? So, <laughs> I, I think we've all like copied and copied pasted me. your list. True. All right. Ed, you can kick it off. Cool. So my number five uh, would be Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Um, that I've been kind of craving a good Star Wars game for a long time since uh, there was one on the Nintendo 64 called, I think it's called Shadows of the Empire, I think. And I was in love with that game. It was so much fun because that whole universe is just full of like crazy good lore. And, um, you know, the movie's... I actually like the movies, but, you know, people have kind of given them a lot of flack in the recent years. And, of course, Star Wars Battlefront and that whole kind of saga you mean has been perfect, a bit disappointing. perfect two games. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really looking forward to, like, a, you know, this, they've only released a cinematic kind of story trailer at the moment, but it looks like it's going to be pretty epic. Nice. Did anybody else have that in their list? Yeah, that'll be my fifth most as well. Partly okay. the only reason I'm really excited for it is because it's... Uh, I love Star Wars, but mainly because it's Respawn. You know, they're like yeah, the yeah. only developer under EA that you can really trust because, you know, Zampella is just an awesome dude and doesn't give a shit about those uh, shareholders. Yeah. Yeah. Kieran, yours? Uh, my number five is Concrete Genie. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar That's with that v, one. Is that the VR one and and standalone game? I think it. They recently announced a VR component to it. Yeah, but it's um, it's basically, it, an open world like platformer slash puzzle game where the main character can draw graffiti onto walls and and have it come to life. Uh, which reminds me of a PS2 game called Magic Pengle, where you could draw monsters and the game would like figure out how to animate them properly and, and translate them into game mechanics. And this is kind of doing the same thing. So nice. I'm pretty excited about that. And also just kind of looks like Infamous for kids in its art style, which is awesome. Ooh. Very exciting. Uh, my yeah. fifth one, I think you guys will get a, a good laugh out of this, will be uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contract. <laughs> <laughs> from my good friends at uh, CR Games. Shout out to CR Games. Um, yeah, as you know, I'm a big Sniper Ghost Warrior fan. I don't, I don't really quite know why, to be honest, because not pretty much all the games that they've released have been average to terrible. Um, but yeah, no, there's just something about something about that series that I quite like. So, And I'm glad that they've dropped in this one here. So number three, they had they went the open world. And tried to compete with sort of you know the big boys in that um, in that ring and try to take the crown from Homefront too. That's well, that's a that's I think that's like that, well, that's a tough ask. well fused to the head of of Homefront, mate. That crown's not coming off. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, the the open world game uh, direction, sorry, was a poor choice. And yeah, they, I mean, they even admitted that they stuffed up by trying to go open world, and it was just heaps of glitches and that. But this one, contracts, it's apparently going to be a lot more tighter and more sort of tactical and just sort of smaller mission based uh, gameplay, from what I can tell. So yeah, I'm keen for that. I'm hoping we hear something at E3. For that one, uh, for number four, Jordan, you can go to number four. Uh, for number four, I have Medieval. Uh, I am a big Medieval fan, and you know, even though I'm skeptical about what they're doing with the remake, it doesn't mean I'm not excited for it. You know, I'm very excited mm. to get my hands on it come October, and uh, yeah, I'm just hoping that the changes they do don't break the tone of the game too much. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I reckon I'll check it out. Ed, you? Yeah. Uh, my number four was The Outer Worlds, oh. uh, which is hey. the kind of new sci-fi first-person role-playing game from Obsidian, who did uh, Fallout New Vegas. Just, uh, is that, because I can't remember, is that a Microsoft-published game, or is this before they uh, joined forces with Microsoft? I think it's before. Uh, yeah, I think it's before. Yeah, okay. Um, but I was a big fan of Fallout New Vegas, um, and I just love that whole genre, uh, and sci-fi is a big thing. I think it, it kind of gives me vibes of, like, Borderlands, but a bit more polished, I guess. Um, Don't let Randy hear you say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to say anything bad about Borderlands, I love Borderlands, but this kind of looks like a, like a, um, Fallout meets Borderlands kind of thing. Cool. Set in space. Some king. Very exciting. Kieran, number four? Uh, my number four is Sea of Solitude. That game looks oh, dope. Which uh, was announced during EA's press conference at last E3 as part of the EA Originals program. Uh, I can't really say much about it because I've, I've been trying to keep radio silent on it. Uh, so all I've seen is that first E3 trailer. But uh, after seeing that and sort of uh, hearing the the game director's comments and stuff on stage, it looks like it's going to be my jam. Was that that's the so. that's the German uh, team, yeah? <clears throat> yeah, that's the one that when yeah. they I think was that the game that when they went behind the curtain or whatever, they were like, oh, we did it or something like that. Like they were really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were really genuine yeah. and sweet and stuff that's up really on stage cute. as well. So like that that almost sold it alone. Um, it does look pretty cool, but it's just one of those. Yeah, it's one of those games that's obviously going to touch on some pretty heavy themes, but do it in like a, a really beautiful and artistic manner, which is pretty cool. Sweet. My number four is Control from Remedy Games, which actually that comes out pretty in good. August something, August 27th, I think. Let's have a look. Around yeah. then. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if whoever's listening, but you guys know that I loved Quantum Break. Mm. One of the best games ever. Um and this game looks very sort of similar to that. Um, and Remedy is a, is a very, very cool developer. And I'm actually quite excited to play um, as a female because a lot of the games that I seem to play all have, like, male protagonists. Um, so I'm keen to sort of kick some ass with a, a female. And, um, Future is female, man. It is, it Spe- is. And speaking of control, every time I see, like, the, the box art for that game, it really reminds me of Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. It does actually. Mm. I'll, I'm looking at it now, and it definitely does. Um, 
Sorry, Jordan, did you say you had control on your list, or did I? Oh, no, 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 uh, I That game just looks really cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm keen to check it out. Uh, number three, Edward? Uh, my number three is Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yes. I thought that would be I'm on yours. I'm so keen for that. Uh, it's just like everything that I love rolled into one, killing Nazis and 80s synth. Like, it's just... It's going to be so good. And, and I was everything? With females, yeah. And, like, I was... Uh, you know, I played the first um, Wolfenstein and then played the Old Blood thinking that it was just some kind of spin-off DLC. And it's, like, one of my favourite first-person shooters ever. Like, Wolfenstein is just... They've tweaked it so well that it's just such a fun experience. And I'm really keen to see what they do, especially because it's co-op. Like, I think that's really going to add... A totally different flavor and now i just need a partner it, it'll either work really well or it'll go horribly wrong yeah but i think that that is you know your choice of partner i guess <laughs> that is true <laughs> <laughs> um did anybody else have wolfenstein on their list yeah i had wolfenstein yeah i had it as my number two. Ooh. Ooh. yeah i've loved both the uh, new colossus and the new order i i don't know which one i love more it's uh See, I, I think I would say I love New Colossus more because it's just a bit more ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, no, I Especially, I, I really like the gadgets you get in New Colossus. I think I love just the story of the New Order a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, but... and how it's, you know, like a a reboot kind of thing. So it was all, yeah. it was still sort of new. Mm. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I thought, the, I thought the soundtrack and that in the first one was awesome and just... I think the voice acting for BJ and that is also super well done. Um, did you play the old blood? I did. I sh- I yeah. I've reviewed. No, I didn't do New Colossus, but I reviewed Old Blood for the website. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mind it. Um, I didn't love it as much as I thought it was a bit silly from memory. The final. Yeah. Um, do you play those games on? I think we. I think Kieran and I have had this conversation. Is it, this is where I get to. Super flex, how wicked I am! But um, who else has played those games on super hard? Oh me, me, of course. Well, we can all flex. You're <laughs> Mate, good. I played The Witcher Three on Death March, and that was tough. I reckon the New Colossus was the hardest game I've ever played. I think. Yeah, it was pretty tough. It sounds uh, like that... you need to do a soul level one run with no dodging for Dark Souls One. Mate, I'm not going to play Dark Souls because you know I just get angry about it. I've played, I when I play Dark Souls, I just get Jordan to come in and beat the boss for me. <laughs> it, took like, it took me about 40 minutes to get past the first bit in Lords of the Fallen. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get past Dark Souls. Um, yeah, that uh, the court um, level was... Oh, that is court? brutal. That yeah. frustrated yeah, me so hard. It was actually at that part, I had to knock it down another to one of the... Just the, the second lowest, second highest difficulty, just so I could get past it, because I was just getting way too angry. Why? Why don't you just get good? I can't. <laughs> well, once you play bad games, you get bad at video games. <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah. I must have played so many bad games. <laughs> uh, Jordan, your th- number three, or was my, that Wolfenstein? My number three was Wolfenstein. Okay, Kieran. Uh, my number three is Bymin. Oh, yeah. Which hopefully, hopefully will still come out this year. It's pegged for this year. I reckon it's, it's uh, got amazing. It has to at this point. Like they've delayed it that much. Yeah. Um. But it's like 
yeah, it's basically like Just Cause meets Jade Empire, but with furry animals. So that's all the explanation yeah. you really need. <laughs> um, like the customization looks crazy. Like the way you can customize your main characters, like fur and coloring and and moves and stuff. Like everything they promise has been super intense. So it's probably why it's taken them so long to actually finish up developing. But yeah, how long has it been? Yeah, fingers developed? crossed for. It was announced, uh, I think, in E3 20, what are we, 2019? Was it 2016? would have been like, I think it would have been 2016. Yeah. It, it was meant to, like, it seemed like it was going to launch in 2017, and then it seemed like it was going to launch in 2018. So, mm. yeah, well, so yeah. 2021. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, my number three um, was actually Greedfall. Uh, which is in a similar sort of boat to to Biomutant. They announced it a couple of years ago. Uh, it was meant to come out last year, um, but hopefully it looks like it's been it's finally going to come out this year. So, and Ed would be very keen for this game, I reckon. Uh, do you know anything about it? No, no, I never heard of it. <clears throat> so it's by my boys at Focus Home Interactive. Or, sorry, they uh, publish it, but it's, it's by um, Spiders, oh, yeah. who did. Um, <laughs> The brilliant techno yeah. mixer, <laughs> <laughs> and then they did um, the other game, uh, Blood uh, Bound by Flame, I think, which was an absolute awesome game. <laughs> I loved it. I <laughs> God, I hated it. I uh, know, but um, they always seem to have like very cool ideas, but poorly executed games. Um, mm-hmm. And Greedfall looks like it might be sort of turning a little bit to not too shit the executed games but the story is like it's it's like a colonial kind of fantasy game so you are a settler and you go you go to like this foreign land that's obviously got foreign uh creatures and stuff like that um and yeah you people zach sorry Um, foreign people no like they're actual creatures and stuff like there's (laughs) um and yeah you basically got to i think you can choose whether you want to be like a colonial asshole or you can like help, you know, the, um, the natives, um, there. And it's, yeah, so it's all RPG and it looks, it looks super, super cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen for that. Although RPGs don't usually tend to get all my attention all the way through. Um, so, but this, uh, this premise looks very, very cool. Nice. Can I just point out that we're counting down our top five most anticipated games of the year, and your number three is a game that you just described as maybe not being too shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's all he has to ask exactly of a game. <laughs> well, my my number five was Cyber Ghost Warrior Contracts. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah it's the not the best games of the year. It's the most anticipated. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I I, I just yeah. think the idea, the like the idea and the premise looks very very cool. Um, yeah, it sounds cool. So I, I hope it's not a te- you know, technomancer-ish. It's it's funny. Another Mars Warlock beat Troll and I. Oh yeah, they did that too. Um, but Kieran, yeah. different Kieran, uh, he reviewed the technomancer, um, and he quite enjoyed it until he hit like a game-breaking bug. I, like, I remember that. End. At the very end of the game, he got this bug, and we spoke to because it was still under embargo, and we spoke to spiders, and we're like, you know, can we? Is there any way around this? He'd probably put like 20 or something, or something hours into it, and they're like, no. Nah. So he basically, the score went from like, I think like a six and a half or something to like a four. So, yikes. Yeah. Sorry, Spartans. Mm. 
Um, number two, Jordan. Uh, number two, Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm a nice. I'm a big Pokemon fan. It's one of the series that I grew up playing and I still play. And so, seeing it on uh, the Switch would be awesome. And I loved Pokemon Let's Go. So you know, Let's Go Sword and Shield. I played Let's Go for about maybe 15 to 20 minutes and it was good but it just i don't know just didn't capture that magic of the start of a pokemon game for me uh that's because pokemon isn't about magic it's about you know capturing these animals out of their habitats and (sighs) making them your slaves i'm trying to cast fireball and i just can't exactly cool um ed (laughs) your number two uh my number two was ori and the will of the wisps yes that game looks so good Oh, I loved the first game. I played it really, really late and loved it. And then I played Ori and Will of the Wisps at PAX last year and just didn't want to leave because yeah. it was so much fun. Ori and the Blind Forest was the very first game I played on the Xbox One. Oh, it's so good. It's pretty much the only reason to own an Xbox One. Oh, but it's on PC, so... Well, there you go. No reason. I have to give a massive shout-out to my boy, Kieran, for telling me to play it because... I just was kind of like, eh, yeah, maybe I'll try it. And he was like, no, dude, play it. And yeah, it was amazing. You, and you, from memory, you played it a little bit at PAX last year. Yeah, he did sure just say did. that. Oh, did he? Sorry. <laughs> Is oh, your memory listening. from 30 seconds ago? Uh, I was reading something. I was, I was in the middle of reading something. Sorry. Well, that's all good. <laughs> uh, no, um, I did play it at PAX. And it was awesome. Nice. Uh, Kieran, yours? Uh, my number two is Judgment, which That's is a new month. game. Yeah, a new game from the guys behind the Yakuza series. Oh, it's pretty yes. much a with the guy pretty much loved, a spinoff. The guy that loved yeah. to sniff the cocaine and lost his job. Yeah, correct. It's the game where they literally took it off the shelf, replaced the character model and actor for one of the characters, and only just released it a couple of days ago in Japan, uh, because the main actor was caught doing coke. So, and is that the one if, that's based on a celebrity's life? It, uh, oh, so he was I just method know. acting. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's um, there may be something in that, yeah. But it's pretty much yeah, just a spin-off of the Yakuza series, except you play a hard-boiled detective who takes photos and punches people in the face. Can and you looks sing awesome. karaoke though? Because that's all I need from a Yakuza game. You would have to be able to sing karaoke, or otherwise, I'm returning nice. it. So it would be Yakuza <laughs> meets Detective Pikachu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> detective Kiryu. Pretty much. All right, our number ones. The moment we've all been waiting for. Wait, what was your number two? Do you have my a number two? My number two was Wolfenstein Young. Oh, right. Oh, right. Gee, I did say that. God. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I zoned out. I was reading something else. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, Edward, you can go now with your number one. My number Ooh, one. I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> cool. I know what this is going to be. Yeah. I've been banging on about this game for like years uh dragon quest builders 2 is my most anticipated game for this year because it just looks insane i love dragon quest uh dragon quest builders 1 and it was the first dragon quest game i played and it was mind-blowing and this just looks like that but a million times better so oh it comes out next month and i can't wait what what even is it like what it's like a it's it's a Dragon Quest spin on like the Minecraft formula, but more of an right. RPG than than Minecraft. Yeah. And it's like it has a um, like you have a reason to build stuff. So it's 
the story of the first one was that you play as uh, the builder coming in to rebuild the kingdom after like the cataclysmic events of the first game. And so you're kind of setting the stage for the future to continue, basically. So I don't know what the story of the second one is because I'm trying to avoid as much as I can so that I'm blown away when I play it. But it's just a lot of fun. Nice. Jordan, you're number one. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake. I am so unbelievably excited for that game that, you know, I will throw anything for it. What about your uh, very expensive Dark Souls statue? I've sold it. Okay, you sold it. Well, that's... Yeah, I guess you're not going to throw, throw that back then, eh? No. Um, <laughs> uh, when does that come out? Uh, it does, it's just 2019 at the moment. Okay. Um, you know, cool. probably be somewhere within the next 20 years or something. <laughs> nice. Uh, Kieran? Uh, my most anticipated game, and kind of like Biomutant, this is one that... Uh, could slip out of 2019 but hopefully doesn't and it's psychonauts 2 which um the only reason i'm iffy about the release date there is because of that whole issue with starberries that we spoke about a couple episodes no, 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 starberries are fine don't worry about it yeah oh well then we should be all good as long as they don't take too long with it they haven't shown too much um but yeah the original psychonauts is easily one of my favorite games of all time definitely my favorite platform of all time and i i think i invested a roughly 250 to 300 dollars in their um crowdfunding campaign for the second one so nice i it has to be the top of my list if you had done 350 (laughs) you might have been able to say starberries do you get any um (laughs) dev updates on that or uh yeah yeah they they do fairly regular updates uh just about like general development stuff like they they're still keeping pretty tight-lipped about the game itself but it's definitely going to be at e3 so Hopefully we get to see, like, I think they're going to show, like, the first proper gameplay sequence, which would be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, my number one is going to be another game that will blow you away. I know it will. The Sinking City. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, this was meant to come out in January, from memory. Um, I think January 21st. I think it was... Uh, yeah. Or might have even been February. I think it February. was Feb. Yeah, I think it was. Um, <clears throat> and then they pushed it back uh, to June just to try and get it out of that uh, busy period with all those games that were, were were launching on February 22nd and, and then they all moved as well to the week before. Didn't, or um, Didn't Call of Cthulhu come out around about that time as well? No, that came out last year. Jeez, get, get with it, Ed. Come on. Yeah, jeez, mate. <laughs> Far out. Um, yeah, no, that came out late last year. Um, but this one, yeah, so this is, sorry, excuse me, this is by Frogwares, the guys that did the Sherlock Holmes games, um, which are actually pretty cool if you've ever played them. I don't know if anybody here has played them. I played the most recent one. That's actually really good. Yeah, it's like it's... All things considered, anyway. Janky is bloody Jordan's jorts, but, you know, they're... Um... <laughs> <laughs> You promise you wouldn't <laughs> tell. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like, you know, and that's kind of, if you can sort of gather from my list, that's kind of appeals to me. I love a bit of jank. Um, so yeah, it's it's set in, it's not sort of set on any specific 
HP Lovecraft works. It's sort of just based on his whole entire universe. And yeah, it's like a semi, well, it's not actually, it was early, early doors. It was described as a semi open world, but they sort of removed that from all the um, marketing that, because I don't think they really wanted to push that sort of aspect of it, but it's set in this city of Oakmont. Yeah. And you play as a detective who's obviously going insane because, you know, it's Lovecraft after all, but yeah. I've actually got access to a preview build at the moment. Um, I've had it for a couple of weeks, but I've only managed to play about 30 minutes of it last night. Um, and the I can, already, I can already tell from the first 30 minutes that it's, it's going to be uh, my kind of jam. So when that launches on June 27th, I'll be, I'll be right around it. Nice. Um, yeah. We'll just quickly read out some of the, one of the couple community responses we got to this. Um, Did Jordan get a number one? Yeah, he said... Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> he, was, he was reading. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's worth noting that my entire top five could change with E3. Yeah. There's same. so many games that I'm waiting for dates for and so many games that I think are going to be announced that... Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this is why I wanted it's to be an interesting. Before, yeah. Because I'm because I look at my top... And I've got like a few little ones here that I was like, oh, do I add it in? Do I add it in? Um and they've all pretty much got... The only game that doesn't have a date that I didn't add in was Untitled Goose Game. Um, that that delay broke my heart. So, but everything else has all got dates. Yeah. Post E3 uh, show is going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything that's... I mean, you know, they might just go, hey, here's fucking Dino Crisis. What up? Yeah. It's coming out <laughs> yeah. now. I'd be yeah. like, okay, <laughs> I, all right. Okay, Sing City. Sorry. You're off. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so the community responses are, we had a couple. We got, um, oops, I just closed it. There it is again. Uh, we had one from Daniel Bull. So shout out to Daniel Bull. And he says that he's excited for the new Ghost Recon. Um, and then we had old mate Lockie Robinson, big fan. Uh, shout out to Lockie Robinson again. He has listed... One of yours, Edward, uh, Dragon Quest oh, yeah. Builders 2. He yes. is a big, he is quite a big fan. Brooklyn is a massive um, Dragon Quest fan. It doesn't uh, surprise me. <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2. Yeah, that almost made my list. That looks awesome. And also Fire, Fire Emblem 3 Houses. Three Houses? Sorry, I think I misread that. Yeah, Fire, Fire Emblem 3 Houses on Nintendo Switch. He says it's been 12 years since the main lane, main line, Fire Emblem game has been on Nintendo home console. As much as I loved all the mainline games on 3DS, it's about time Fire Emblem returned to a home console and it's finally coming to Switch on in July and he cannot wait. Mm. Uh, Ian Nichols also says he's came for Last of Us 2, but, but I don't think that is going to come out this year, which is a good segue into what we're this about to talk slight, about. Yeah, slight chance. So we'll jump into some news, some of the hot news. We'll... Talk about The Last of Us 2. Um, mm. If any of you have been paying attention to sort of all the big websites like Well Played um, over the last no. couple of days, we we uh, published a story uh, that broke sort of last night. I, I noticed it first on Twitter by, uh, I think his name is Nebel or something, Nebel, uh, who basically Rebellion. found a Spanish website, uh, Game Reactor, and they were they <clears throat> sorry they were reporting that there will be a Last of Us two trailer 
this week, uh, that'll drop this week, as well as the release, sorry, and the game is to be released this fall. There was another website as well, which also posted this information, also Spanish, so maybe the Spanish are know something that we don't, but um, the reason why this is sort of intriguing, or at least to me, I believe, is we're also going to be getting some Death Stranding news from Kojima. Mm. Uh, is that today or is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow, isn't it? It's tomorrow. Yeah, so... It kind of, I mean, and this is all sort of pre-E3 as well, so mm. it does sort of make sense that maybe we'll get updates on Sony's bigger titles. Yeah. I I thought with it we'd get at least one update in their last state of play, but clearly I don't know it is. Yeah. Isn't if you it were... Also... Um, sorry. Sorry, you go. I was just going to say, it almost feels like Sony's gearing up to do something big pre-E3 after saying they weren't going to be at the show and kind of steal the thunder from everybody. Yeah, well, it'd be, it'd be interesting if that would be, if that was their plan all along, just to be yeah. like, all right, you know, we're not going to do a conference, and then like, you know, in the week leading up to it, just drop two or three yeah. console, uh, not consoles, well, um, trailers and release dates for a console. Like a console announcement wouldn't even be surprising, given how open they've been about details and the fact that Microsoft might be announcing a console, because then you've got all the vendors at E three that'll be able to say, you know, it's coming to this platform and this platform as well. Mm. So, I mean, it's wishful thinking for sure, but it'd be really cool if they just did like a massive blowout like two weeks before E3. On the, um... And then isn't there the, um, the, we're due to get an update on the Final Fantasy VII remake in June as well? That's going to be at E3. Yeah. Yeah, I think I that there's, there's been rumors of like a playable demo at E3 that might even launch uh, for the public on the set, yeah, like, right. you know, like a surprise demo drop as well, which is kind of cool. Oh, like they did before um, 15? Yeah. Yeah, nice. So with Last of Us 2, who actually reckons it'll come out this year? I think there's a chance. Like, I think they've been pretty tight-lipped about it on purpose and it maybe it feels like they're not getting anywhere with it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Because they did state recently, or they being Naughty Dog or someone from Naughty Dog, I can't remember who it was, it might have been the uh, director, that they actually had just wrapped up the last bit of production or something like that. Yeah. yeah. They finished shooting for like the, the cutscenes and stuff. And then they did recently post an ad for like for jobs for people to help them finish up development as well. So I don't know what that means in terms of how close they are to the end, but if knows? it um if it does come this year, when do you reckon it is? November? It'd have to be late, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, and then, yeah, so as we just said, the, uh, Kojima has uh, tweeted that they're going to be dropping some uh, Death Stranding news on the 29th mm. of May. So I guess we can talk about that next week as well. Um, what do we all think that will be? Because he's, as always, the branding for this game is just I think he's going to announce that there's going to be another trailer that we're not going to understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, it almost seems like maybe it could be a multiplayer announcement or yeah. like at least a, finally talking about how the multiplayer aspect is going to work, even though we don't know how the game itself works. But like the the teaser has like the create the rope tagline, which I think kind of ties into their yeah, the yeah. connection theme that they have running through the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Kojima fan, at least in the last mm. few years. Sorry, I just think it's... Some of his stuff has just gotten a bit too crazy. Um, but I'm curious to see what, what this game is all about. And I do like a bit of Norman. 
a bit of uh, Daryl, Daryl Dixon. So, I'll... <laughs> so you don't like Kojima, but you do like The Walking Dead. The fuck? Uh, well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking roasted. <laughs> the it's show, um, the show got a bit crap. Uh, just, after, just a I bit, yeah, just a bit. I think it might have been season six. How many seasons do they have now? Too many. I think it's like nine seasons. Yeah, I think it was like season five. I was like, yeah, no, I'm starting to be done, man. Anyway, um, but I'm keen. You know, Daryl's a bit of a boss. He's He should have been in Days Gone. I would have given he that should 10. should have been in Silent Hills. Well. <laughs> I mean, technically Silent. he was, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, other news we got here is uh, last week, the publisher of Firewatch, known as Panic, um, announced a new little handheld console called Playdate. Yeah. Uh, I know this would um, get Kieran's jorts quite tight, um, mm. even from just looking at it. But yeah, essentially, do you want to chat about it, Kieran? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, me? I think like the important thing is to look at it as more of a curiosity than like a gaming platform. But the idea basically is they wanted to make something fun uh and sort of do something different. So it's a little console. It's only like a black and white LCD screen. Uh, obviously the big feature that everyone keeps sort of talking about is the fact that it has a crank on the side of it. Um, and the idea is they're going to sort of update it every week with a new game. I think they have like 12 games lined up uh, and they've got like heaps of talent on board from uh, developers of things like Katamari Damacy and stuff. And so, like, the first game is, like, yeah, like a crank-based game. I don't know what they've got lined up after that. But, yeah, it looks kind of like a... It's 150 US, so it's not a not a cheap thing. It's a bit of an investment. But it looks like a fun little time-waster curiosity kind of thing. Do we think the crank powers it as well? Like, you crank it to play? No, I hope not. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I think... No, they've, they've said that the crank is just purely for mechanics. Like, you know, if you yeah. need to run oh, or something. Cool, <clears throat> I wish like, I could remember the title of the, the first game. I mean, I probably could just look at it up right yeah, now. I'm looking at it here. It's Kranken, Kranken's Time Travelling Adventure. Yeah, so, like, the first game is entirely crank control, which I don't know what that means, but I want to um. find out. <laughs> What um so at one fifty US that's what that that's probably roughly what two two fifty Australian maybe I reckon two fifty to three hundred including shipping if they're gonna you know be selling them direct from I don't know how they're gonna be selling them so what price do you think for you prices it out of a purchase I think not factoring in shipping I'd tap out at two fifty yeah like I'm keen to sort of check it out and. Have one, but yeah, two fifty is a. It's a lot of money to drop on something that I might go. Yeah, no, this is. Yeah. Not for me. Like it's, it's definitely, it's like definitely, a... it's a curiosity. It's a toy. It's not the kind of investment you'd make lightly. Yeah. But it's it cool. Just seems like a bit gimmicky. Yeah, and and this is what I think it's actually very clever by Panic to like do something like this, because um, they're essentially reselling like old oldish technology like back to you at like a high premium you know black and white screen kind of thing like crank. old you know yeah crank <laughs> super old <laughs> you know the sort of the bna you know sort of like the the um game boy and people were just people were loving it like like the response has been crazy good i thought it'd be 
not uh, bad, but I thought there'd be a few more people being like, oh, this is, as yeah. you said, a bit of a gimmick, but everyone seems to... Big question. Do we think it's backlit? Uh, didn't they? I think they said that it wasn't, didn't they? Oof. I think if you crank it, there's a like enough, there's a uh, crank-powered torch at yeah. the back. I don't actually know oh, the cool. answer to that. Yeah, I thought I read something. No. That... I don't think oh. it is. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> that'll be nostalgic from playing. Like you just get one of those USB board. plug-in light, like little curly <laughs> lamps. No, get one of those giant things you used to get for the Game Boy that you had to like yeah. put six double A's in. <laughs> those were the um, days. We've got something here for Bloodstain, but I don't know. Is that you, Jordan? Oh, that, no. I, that was something I was going to bring up. Okay. Uh, Go for it. Because I, I figured you guys might not have seen this, um, but is everyone's kind of aware of, of Bloodstained, yeah, like the spiritual successor to Castlevania that got kickstarted a while back and like was crazy successful um it just sort of they just started announcing sort of their dlc lineup and there's a lot of free dlc and stuff for it but they've also announced uh a dlc like a paid dlc pack that includes items that were originally promised to backers as as part of their their rewards tiers um and it's a little bit of an interesting one because they did send out surveys a while ago asking people how comfortable they would be or what it would take for them to be comfortable with them releasing that content later. And I think the overwhelming response was, yeah, if it's priced fairly in a way that still makes it special for the people that, that backed it. Mm. Um, but so they've sort of gone ahead with that. I think it's like seven bucks us for, for two items, but there's already been a bit of backlash. And I just wanted to like ask you guys what you thought of that, like whether you'd be comfortable with, backing something and, and getting an exclusive DLC reward that then people two months after launch can actually just buy for themselves. It, it, it's a weird one because I know uh, back in the early, early days of Warframe, when they were getting back a support, they promised uh, something called Excalibur Prime. And for people that play Warframe, that actually means something. Um, but they couldn't actually offer that to anyone else in the entire in the entirety of Warframe, even today. They can't access it because, you know, if they... If they offer it to people that didn't back it, legally, everyone that backed them can actually sue them, which is a really mm. weird case. But um, it, it's a tough one because, you know, if you always want to feel like you're being rewarded for backing, you know, a project like this. Yeah. Um, but you also don't want to make people who weren't able to back it feel like they're being punished for not being able to. Whether it be a mix yeah. of like, you know, they hadn't heard about the the crowdfunding campaigns or they just couldn't afford it at the time. You don't want to punish them for that. And so yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a really tough one because there will always be the really entitled people on both sides. I think Pretty as well, much. it's probably less important in, I'm guessing if it's Castlevania style, that it's a single player game. Yeah, it's um, not like Warframe where it's... Yeah, so it's not like it's some gonna kind be affected of... By it. Uh, like a flare kind of thing that you can show off to people. Like it's not going to affect a backer's game that someone else has that content as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of any kind of exclusivity with content. I've never backed a game. So I guess I'm from the great unwashed of being like, give us everything. <laughs> um, and I do understand that, you know, people who back games often do so to get those kind of exclusive rewards, but is it a case where they had like that was part of their backing rewards and maybe they also get like i know some games do like uh uh 
you know, in-game kind of characters like NPCs or... Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of other stuff as well, but I, th- like, yeah. I think the notion was that it was previously described as, as backer exclusive. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the publisher of, like the developers have said as well, it's not about making money, like that they're selling this, they're selling it at the price it's at because that's the response that they got from their backer surveys asking how people wanted them to approach it. So yeah. I guess like the communication was open and honest, honest at least. Yeah. I'm a fan of it personally. Um, I, I, if I, I mean, I've backed a few things on Kickstarter, and I wouldn't mind if they did that. Um, would you like as, a uh, as... Would you like a backer exclusive version of Agony where the game is good? <laughs> no, I just want the bad game. Nobody's getting that. Though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there were, like there were actual backer exclusive things in that in that Kickstarter that I didn't even get, and I didn't actually even chase up because I didn't want them. Um, but the Trooper book game that we spoke about last week, I think that mm. was actually kickstarted and I couldn't afford to back it when it was, um, uh, live. And then when I could afford it, it, it finished. And there are things on that. I mean, this is a little bit different because these are sort of physical rewards. Um, but yeah, you know, there are things that I would have liked to have, uh, bought, um, had I had the chance, I guess I can kind of see where they come, where, uh, where people who can't afford to, to buy it. Um, at yeah. the time, yeah. No. I think it's kind of petty to like get angry about that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's just it, yeah, it's the it's it, the people that are upset. Obviously, the people that thought that their items were going to be more exclusive than they they'll end up being, which mm. is yeah, it's hundred percent like it's just that entitled kind of petty attitude. Yeah. That but I mean, if have, the if the developer effectively communicated it as well as Kieran has told us, I mean, there's no real reason to get upset about it because it's not like they're pulling yeah. the wall over your eyes. They're being open yeah. and honest about it. Yeah. And, like, why wouldn't you want someone to enjoy the game that you enjoy as well in the same kind of level? Gamers. Mate, I've been trying to yeah. do that for a long time, but you guys don't seem to like any of my games. <laughs> I like your games. <laughs> You've given me a few games. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> have you played Homefront The Revolution? I have not. I have. Don't do it. I have a spare copy. <laughs> I, as someone um, who has played it on Zach's recommendation, I can confirm. Don't do it. It's not that bad. Pretty average. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, average is good to me. <laughs> um, so, Jordan, you've got here some AMD, your little Jordan's yes. tech corner. Uh, yeah, little so Janky Jordan's, Jordan's tech corner. Here's <laughs> my segment for the, uh, for the podcast. No, so uh, for people in the tech space that know that Computex has uh, just, you know, come around and um, a lot of people were curious about what AMD would have to offer. You know, Intel and NVIDIA did stuff, but it was kind of nothing, um, especially when compared to AMD. So uh, they first spoke about their Navi GPU line, which they said it will be releasing sometime in July. Um, Now, it wouldn't surprise me if it was July 7th because that's when the CPUs are coming out and it also is their whole seven thing because they're at seven nanometer lithography. Um, but they showed some performance numbers and it's actually looking pretty good. They only showed the mid-range one, which was a good choice because AMD love to focus on the mid-range first and then do a top end. Um, and uh, they showed it competing very well against the RTX 2070, which isn't mid-range, that's like mid to high range. Um, and it's like it going neck and neck with that card at like, a significantly lower price because of the way that the Navi architecture is. And I could go into detail about what makes it so cheap, but you know, we don't have two hours. Um, 
And so, yeah, they, they've got some really good performance numbers. They did it with uh, the Strange Brigade uh, benchmark, which is admittedly a benchmark that's kind of tailored towards A&D, but, you know, every uh, vendor like that kind of focuses on numbers that'll make them look better. But even then, it still looks really good, and the amount of efficiency that they're pushing into those cards is very good. And while for you know a lot of tech nuts, uh, it's really good to see AMD pushing this hard with their GPU, it's also really good to see that this kind of technology will be in the PS5. Because consoles have had this annoying thing where they're significantly behind in technology, but now that they're being brought up to date, it'd be really interesting to see what developers can push out of these new consoles. Um, and then after that, we have their new line of CPUs. So they have the Zen 2 architecture, which is another piece that the PS5 will have. Um, so there's a lot of technical stuff that I can go on about here. I'm not going to because I don't want to bore everyone more than I already am. Um, but to you know put it in layman's terms, they've basically made the cpus more powerful for less uh, amount of power usage which is really good and then they announced a new uh line of cpus the ryzen 9 uh i think it was the 3900x which has 12 cores which is an astounding number for a consumer gpu to put that into perspective if you were to go to intel side to get 12 cores you'd need to spend about twice if not two and a half times as much and uh the amd's offering still beat that out so they're doing really really good work and um i'm kind of curious to see what the speeds and power of the ps5 will be because of what they're doing with zen 2 and navi um it wouldn't surprise me if we start seeing higher clock speeds in consoles due to the amount of uh tdp that these uh, components are putting out. So as someone who's just bought a AMD Radeon 7 GPU, should I be feeling buyer's remorse? No, nah, the AMD, the, the, the Radeon 7 is still a very good card. Um, and I think for a lot of what you're using it for, because, you know, I helped you build it. A lot of what you're <laughs> using it for is, uh, you'll see probably some more benefits out of that, especially with the higher bandwidth memory. But, nice. um, you know, it, it's kind of... Uh, if The only reason anyone would feel buyer's remorse for a Radeon 7 would probably be because of the price. And the only reason it's that expensive is because of the memory it uses. Very nice. I don't really know what any of what you just said was, but it all sounds <laughs> impressive. Um, no, I'm, I'm definitely keen to um, see what they sort of do uh, with the internals with the new consoles um, and try and, I guess, understand more about what it all means and all that jazz. But um, we might wrap it up with this little bit of off-topic talk about whatever, whatever you guys want to talk about, not Carlton because they're terrible. Um, <laughs> but whether, have you seen any, uh, Ed, have you watched as, as the film buff of the group have you seen any good films or tv shows lately do you know what i've actually been really bad with keeping up to date with movies and tv shows i still haven't watched the rain but i do know what it is <laughs> so that's like a step ahead of everyone else i guess that's right i haven't watched um, episode 
Actually, yet, so. we, we did establish uh, at before last last week's podcast that uh, I actually did know what the raid was. I just didn't know it by name. Right, right, right. Uh, although I did actually just start watching the um, Castlevania anime on Netflix. How good is it? It's so good. It's, yeah. I I mean, I watched Devilman Crybaby and that was like insane, which is another Netflix anime. And so I was kind of expecting good things from Castlevania and it was it was great. I just finished season one. It's only four episodes, like half an hour each episode. So I recommend maybe chucking it on and seeing if you like it have you watched it's uh, really good have you watched violet evergarden no you should watch it if you want to feel like a piece of shit <laughs> great <laughs> it's really I good it watch it sad. <laughs> um anybody else watch anything of note lately uh, i mean i finally watched detective pikachu but we discussed that you know a week and you know a week two weeks ago uh, i haven't watched go... it yet so no spoilers Tell me the whole story. I want to know everything. Uh, okay. Pikachu solves a case. That's it. Guys, spoiler alert. <laughs> and, and there are credits at the end. <laughs> oh. Um, Kieran, have you watched anything at all? I haven't uh, seen John Wick yet? I, no, I, I haven't seen John Wick. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I left it too late and most of the VMAX showings have been replaced by Aladdin. So. Have you watched uh, Godzilla without Zack yet? No, <laughs> I only just sort of got. I got what, what you said. <laughs> I thought you said God is a dealer. Oh, what is that? <laughs> uh, no, that sounds great. Comes out tomorrow on Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, tomorrow night. Thursday? So I guess we'll yeah. hook that up soon. Um, speaking of Aladdin, I'm going to see that on Friday. I'm very excited for that. That's probably I'm my kind of keen to see it. Yeah, it's my favorite Disney film. Probably in my top, be in my top ten films of all time. I reckon. Really. Yeah, oh, I reckon. Yeah. That's Sorry? pretty good. Yeah. Um, Do you like, like Lion Lion Dumbo? King? I haven't seen Dumbo. Like Wait, the Lion King. Sorry. Wait, who asked? Okay. Someone's saying Lion King, then someone's saying Dumbo. Kieran Go? You, so, do I like it more than uh, than Dumbo? Yes. Um, do I like it more than The Lion King? Yes. The only yeah, other, thank you. The only other two Disney films that would maybe come close to it would Frozen. be Treasure Planet. Yeah, I really want them to do a live action Treasure Planet. And Emperor's New Groove. Oh, I love nice. Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're probably the only two films that would, yeah, that would that might threaten Aladdin's crown. But yeah, the rest, like a lot of them, are good. But um, no, they're the three that definitely do it for me. Um, so, uh, did any of you guys play the Emperor's New Groove game on the PS One? Yeah, oh yeah, awesome. Man. All of the Disney games on the PS One. So good, Hercules. So good, Tarzan. Oh, Hercules, I remember that. Yeah. Was there a Tarzan game? Yeah, yeah. it's great. It was dope. Wow, do you even um, game, bro? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> do, do you remember the Aladdin game on PlayStation, also known as the Sega on the Mega, Mega Drive and Super <laughs> Nintendo? <laughs> that was one of those. <laughs> That was one of those ones that was different depending on what console you played it on as well. Yeah. That was that was hard, I think, from memory. I think I still got yeah. it. I almost got stuck at the part where you're trying to escape the Cave of Wonders because all the lava's collapsing and you're flying on the yeah. magic carpet. Oh, on the magic carpet? That bit was, yeah. Yeah, that was intense. All those games are bullshit hard. 
Now I can't even beat Wolfenstein The Lion King on Game Boy was like unplayable. It was that yeah. hard. Um, just I guess while we're on the topic, when I was playing the Mega Drive a few months ago, I was playing Tailspin. Like, do you guys remember that? Yes. Um, yeah, nice. And that game is hard. Hmm. Me and Ki- I think me and Kieran tried to play it. Uh, different other Kieran, and we couldn't get past like the second bit. We were just we were terrible. Old games, they're hard. I also blame my controllers because they're not they um don't blame like the controller, part. blame oh, the you player. Got mad cats. No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They're like third party ones. And they were I think they were the... Gross. No. No, wait. And they had this bit of <laughs> screw thing that would go in the middle of the D pad. So you might put like a joystick on it, I think from memory. Um anyway, the joysticks have gone. So now there's this big like hard bit of metal like poking in the middle of the um d-pad which hurts your hand have you tried like turning it, it up and on again i actually was looking at buying new controllers the other day but then i closed the window and carried on are you gonna get day. the are you gonna get the mega drive classic <laughs> i don't know i've got like the the segment the um mega drive hits for ps3 um but I don't you know need to get it, the PS4 one. I know, but I don't know if there's enough. So good. That, does it have columns? Yeah, I think so. Then if it has columns, I'm sure it would. then I'm down. I think it's got columns one and three. Oh, I love it. I love columns. All it needs is Golden Axe. And Streets of Rage. Yeah. And Streets of Rage. Yeah. I can't wait for number four. Three. Four. Both. Is that in your most anticipated? No, because I don't know if it's coming out this year. We yeah, don't know if it's coming out at all. No, yeah. it, this one's definitely coming out. But that that <laughs> um, original uh, like prototype that that leaked that was that was sexy, man. Whew. Whew, it's gonna be warm in this podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, we might uh, wrap it up. All right, great. Great to do an outro. Don't, I'm, I haven't quite decided yet. Wow, just put um, him on the spot in the podcast. <laughs> This is uh, the only way direct action begets change. It is. I needed this. I needed to be brought into line in front of everybody and basically shown up how to do it. So, everyone, thank you for listening. If this is your first time, thank you for joining us for the very first time. Hope you stick around. Uh, if you want to check out the well-played content, you can jump to www.well-played.com.au um, for all the juicy and jaw tightening details and content there. Um, you can read my Dragon review as of 90 minutes from now. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us and see you next time. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.